Beautiful greetings, everybody. My name is Alex Flores. And I am Meredith Frigo. And you are listening to Tea Time with Bitter and Sweet. Today, it's not tea time with bitter and sweet. Today, it is cocktails with bitter and sweet. It is. Well, it's still... We're having a cocktail that includes tea. So, it's still tea time. We okay. just We just spiked it. You know... <laughs> Today is a very special episode. We are doing a very seasonally inspired cocktail show. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be talking a little bit about alcohol, a little bit about cocktails, the safe use of it all. So, so for the special occasion, Mm -hmm. Meredith, can you tell me what we're drinking? We are drinking spiked tea, basically. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not kidding. So we're having a hot tea, uh, just regular black hot tea. Mm -hmm. Um, And I used um, some almond milk and I frothed it and then I put it in there and then I put some sugar in there and then I put whiskey. Kentucky straight rye whiskey. That looks amazing. Yes. And it's, I can't tell really what it's called. It's like R-I-1 or something like that. I don't know. To the first power? Um, Something something like that. Um, It says, is the definition of ultra premium rye whiskey and at the measure by which all should be judged. Both striking and smooth, which is your favorite. I do. I love smooth. things to be smooth. Um, I'm a very textured person. Beckons a sense of, or sorry, beckons the senses to take a note of the slightly spicy yet light rye flavor. I love it. Yeah, it's it great. is very tasty. You made this drink for me, and I was just like, oh, mama got a strong taste today. <laughs> I did put a little here. too much in, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I'm fine with it. And mine has a little bit of cinnamon on top. I forgot to put some on yours, but you like yours just like that. Yes. And mine has some cin- cinnamon, and it's very good. So it I, is really nice. I keep hitting my little um, my tea infuser. That's the clinking you hear. I'm sorry. I'll try to stop that. But it is very delicious. Now, uh, please beg pardon if by the end of this episode we're crying and talking about our ex-boyfriends. Because that's normally what happens when we drink together. When we drink. <laughs> Hopefully that won't happen right now. Maybe later off off air. Probably. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, well. All right. Mm-hmm. Alex. Yes, ma'am. Um... Cocktails. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people drink during the holidays. A lot of people drink just in general. Just in general. But I feel like in the holidays, it's it's like amped up. It's special. It's an occasion. It's a celebration. So it's a little bit more like, what's the word I'm looking for? Similar to a celebration, but it's more of like a a spectacle. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's an event. There's some... Okay. So I can't think of like for the 4th of July... It doesn't really have like a traditional drink. Like people drink beer and stuff like that. You know, the 4th of July is just isn't centered around us. I mean, it's centered around alcohol <laughs> because this is America. But America. America. It's just not as centered around it as I feel like Christmas might be or, or Thanksgiving or um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things. So... Anyway, so some traditional ones, like there are, are drinks associated with Christmas and with 
um, fall in general. Mm-hmm. I'm sp- saying specifically Halloween because I found really cool cocktails that are <laughs> Halloween themed. And I was like, yes, that sounds delicious. But of course, eggnog season is coming up as well. Exactly. So eggnog is a big one. Um, and it, do you know where eggnog came from? No, I always thought that that was really strange too. Like whenever you were young and people said that they were drinking eggnog, I was just like, what the What is eggnog? Okay, so eggnog, you want to take a guess of where it hails from? Uh, no. Okay, it's from England. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and eggnog, the only reason it's considered a cocktail is because traditionally people put rum in it. Um, or I guess they could put whiskey or bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, alcohol goes into eggnog. Yes. So, um, I have a little bit of what is in eggnog. Eggnog's really consistent of about eggs, uh, some eggs, mm-hmm. um, sugar, apparently a little bit of salt, uh, whole milk, vanilla extract, ground nutmeg, and whipped cream. And then you can top it with some more eggnog if you want to. It sounds delicious. It really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, and I love eggnog. It's probably one of my favorite <laughs> drinks ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had like a, a real eggnog. Like really? a, Like somebody who's actually made like a good recipe eggnog. I've only had it once where somebody made it. Um, one time, there was another time someone made it and I could have had theirs. But mm-hmm. there's, everyone kept saying how awful it was. So I was like, Ooh. why do I want, to, I want to drink it if it's awful? <laughs> I, I've always seen like eggnog at the uh, liquor stores and stuff, seasonal time. Right. But I've never actually bought it because all the time that I've ever seen people drink eggnog is, you know, and because I was raised in a very traditionally Mexican family, we always make all of our own eggnog. But I never really bought into the hype. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I did because I love eggnog. Mm-hmm. It is like one of my favorite drinks. And I, I put, I use it in my coffee as creamer, um, and I put some cinnamon and nutmeg on top of my you coffee. You use eggnog, the as drink, creamer. as creamer? Yes, because it's so thick, like a creamer. Hmm. It's delicious. Um, okay. People don't normally have it warm, but there hmm. are, like, shops and things that do, like, eggnog latte and things like that. Right. So I'm not alone, <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. No, Meredith, you're not alone. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> okay so another drink that is typical that i also love of Mm -hmm. um kind of this time of year fall specifically and winter yes um is mulled wine have you ever had mulled wine i don't think so okay it is delicious i can't believe i've never made it for you because it is one of my favorite wine drinks to have Hmm. it's basically a warm wine it's a warm sangria Mm. Oh, I probably have then. I've drinking a lot of sangria in my life and time. Sometimes I can't remember what I was drinking. But yes, I have had warm sangrias before. Like a, whenever I went to a wedding, I think one time mm-hmm. we had a, a, a nice little sangria that had all sorts of citrus and grapes and things inside of the sangria. But it was warm. Right. And I remember different like recipes and things, different variations. Mm-hmm. I have a recipe that I'll share with you in okay. a second. But... Um, so I was going to ask you how you make yours, but you don't really make yours. So for how I make mm-hmm. mine is, um, I shade, <laughs> no shade, just, you don't usually make a mold wine. <laughs> I like it a lot. So I do <laughs> normally I make mine in a crock pot. Uh-huh. So I get like one of those really big liter bottles of red wine <laughs> and I pour it into the thing and I like to sweeten mine with honey. I think it adds a really good flavor. Mm-hmm. So instead of sugar, cause a lot of people put sugar in their mold wine, I put honey in mine, and then I'll put a couple of cinnamon sticks and some orange slices in there, mm. and some nutmeg, and that's really all I put in mine. 
and it's just really nice and tasty. It sounds really nice. It is delicious. Um, I, I like the a good, orange a lot. I love a good citrus sangria. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. It's just a warm sangria. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do you think this comes from? I want to... Italy. Okay. You're that's, close. Okay. So it comes from the Romans. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. so was it like a celebration? Well, it says that they used it um, because they drank wine all the time year Mm -hmm. round, but in the winter, they used it as something to keep them warm. So instead of just drinking the regular wine, Mm. they would warm up the wine and add stuff to it to give it some spice. What? (laughs) The person who thought of that was just like, I don't want cold wine today. (laughs) I want hot wine. Just like... They probably actually said, it's too fucking cold outside. (laughs) It's time for something warm. So they just heated up some sangria. Yeah, and all the other Romans were around them going, what is he doing? And then they're like, my God, you're a genius. (laughs) Okay, so this is from BBC Foods. Okay. Uh, We like the British, even though this comes from the Romans. (laughs) But anyway, this is a a recipe that they had. So they say, use one bottle of red wine. I don't know how big that bottle is. It doesn't say. Mm -mm. Um, Use two ounces of demerara sugar, which is basically like that brown sugar that they call raw sugar. That's what oh. it looks like. It's a thicker or it's chunkier un- sugar. It's the unprocessed one that looks a little bit more like a natural state yes. of sugar. You could probably also just use regular sugar. Okay. That's just fancy sugar. <laughs> um, one cinnamon stick, grated nutmeg, uh, one orange halved, one dried bay leaf, which I haven't heard before, but sounds kind of good. Mm. And then um, some gin. It says two fluid ounces of gin. Optional. But I'm sure that that just really gives it a good kick. But even so, how do you know how much gin to put with how much wine if it doesn't tell you how much wine you're using? It just says one bottle. I'm assuming it probably means a regular, your your norm Hmm. uh, bottle of wine. Okay. So if you did more than that, you would add accordingly. Um, But it just says put the wine in a saucepan with the orange, sugar, bay leaf, and the spices. Heat gently until sugar is dissolved. Taste to see if you want the wine to be sweeter and add more sugar to taste. It sounds really nice. Yes. It really does. I like to put mine in the crock pot, though, because I just keep it on and I drink Mm -hmm. it throughout the day Mm -hmm. on weekends. (laughs) I'm like, it's the weekend. Some mulled wine. Well, and especially since it's cold out, I just really like, and I like wine. Mm -hmm. That's just so, it makes my house smell so good. It's just everything about it is awesome. I'm here for it. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make it at some point. Very nice. It's delicious. Yay. Um, yeah. So why do we drink during holidays? We kind of talked about that just a second ago. So it's to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We like to forget all our problems. <laughs> do we drink because of depression? Yes. Uh, probably some do. <laughs> probably. You shouldn't do that. I don't no, advise it. Don't drink away your problems regularly right (laughs) maybe occasionally occasionally when you've had a rough day and mama needs to take the kids to the sitter and um just enjoy a nice glass of wine by the fireplace yeah you know i don't know that that's depressed drinking that's probably just like a get out of my hair kind of drinking get out yeah (laughs) but yeah so drink responsibly Yes, yes. Please, please do drink responsibly. Now, of course, there are so many different incidents where people do not drink responsibly and accidents happen, as we all know. They do. You have to be educated. You have to educate yourself. Know your limits. Now, one of the things that my mother did for me whenever I was young is 
She let me drink. <laughs> My mom did too. That makes them sound maybe like a bad mom, but I feel like it's good because we, I feel, okay. So in the European countries, mm-hmm. they can drink at like 15. Yeah. And I feel like that's smart because they learn how to drink before they mm. learn how to drive. So you start to learn what your limits are yeah, and you also learn you. alternative ways to get home other than driving yourself <laughs> <laughs> because there, um, like in Germany, for instance, I have a, a German friend mm-hmm. and she could drink at 15, but she wasn't able to drive until she was 21. Mm. So there it's kind of reversed. I see. And, uh, I feel like that's smarter because yeah. like they take the, also they, I mean, in Texas, we don't have this as big of an option, but they have public transit everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so it's really easy for them to go out and party and then they get on the bus and everyone's drunk on the bus and then they go home. (laughs) (laughs) I've had this experience. It was no fun. Um, but yeah, so I feel like that's the smart way to do it. It really is. Yeah. And with my mom, like when I would go home, she was like, do you want a glass of wine or whatever? And I was like in middle school and she, I was like, yeah, totally. I I have this ongoing joke with my mother because there was one time where I was having a feud with somebody that I worked with. This was years ago. And, um, I had, she said, Alex, if I have taught you anything in life, it is that you should always take the high road and that you should always try to be the better person. And I looked at her and I said, mom, if you've ever taught me anything, it's how to make a cherry vodka sour. (laughs) That, (laughs) that's what you've taught me. Cherry vodka sour. <laughs> that was my, one of my mother's favorite drinks. Whenever that does I sound was, really good. <laughs> whenever I was young. Mm-hmm. Now the great thing about drinking with my mom, um, my dad gave me my first drink when I was eight years old, mm-hmm. and it was a beer. And ever since then, I have not drank beer <laughs> because it was just gross. I did not like it at eight years old. Mm-hmm. But my mother, she would always drink mixed drinks, and as I was growing up, she would always ask me to make them for her. Right. The more drunk she became, the more she asked me to do things. She's like, I can't so- get up to make it. Could you make it for me, Alex? <laughs> so, uh, growing up really young, I was always introduced to different types of alcohol, different mm-hmm. types of things, and I would always make her different drinks when yeah. I was young. So, occasionally, she would let me drink with her, and sometimes she would give me the watered-down version of whatever we were drinking. But the really great learning experience that came from that is I was able to test my limits in a safe environment around people that I trusted and that I knew I could rely on if I were ever in trouble or if I ever put myself into a situation where I couldn't comprehend my own name. You know what I mean? Yes. For me, it took the magic out of it. It took the magic of like... I'm going to go and party because I can't drink. Yes, it did that for me too. Because like people at school would be like, I'm going to a party. You want to come? We're going to get effed up. And I'd be like, uh, no, I can drink at home. (laughs) I don't have to sneak around for it. I used to do that too. And I always used to tell my friends, you know what? If y'all want to rebel against your parents and get fucked up, you know, that's perfectly fine. That's on you. If I wanted to rebel against my mom, I would stop drinking. Right. That's what I would like. That's no fun for me. So I was watching. It doesn't work. Right. (laughs) I was watching this comedian last night and he, um, oh gosh, what's his name? I can't remember. I think it's like David Sloss. I don't know, but he's Irish. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll show you a clip of him after this, but he uh, was saying it's really no fun and you can't be a rebel when your parents are liberals. (laughs) And I was like, they, they, they let you try just about anything. He said, they will love you no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. So mm-hmm. you can say, I'm going to go drinking. And the, he was like, my mom just said, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it would be very hypocritical of me to drink so, all the ja- time and not and let then, you have any. So 
<laughs> go ahead. That's fine. And then he went on saying, like he said, he was going to be a comedian. And she was like, oh, you, that is a very great way to express your talents. And, and he was just like, what the heck? Most parents would be mad right yeah. now. But anyway, so I thought it was funny. And I, I was like, that very much describes my mother uh, mm. because like she knew mm-hmm. in, in many ways that I was mm. not going to do your typical job. <laughs> And so she was very supportive of things. She was like, are you going to do an artsy job? How about music? You're really interested Mm -hmm. in music. And so like, Mm -hmm. and I've never had the need to rebel against my parents because Mm -hmm. they've always just been so chill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that it takes that power away from it It a little bit and it takes the fear away from not knowing what you're getting yourself into. It's what it was for me because whenever I was drinking, I always knew what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. I knew how vodka affected me. I knew how rum affected me. I knew how whiskey affected me. I knew the difference between wine and beer and what my limits were. And I understood all of that before I ever went off into the real world. So when I went off into the real world and I started going to the clubs and I started going to the bars with all of my friends, I wasn't afraid of it. Like it was just something like this I've been dealing with this all my life I know what my limits are right and now when I see my friends get fucked up bawling in a corner crying about their exes I'm just like I'm on my 10th drink I don't know how you're living your life but I'm over here okay see I don't have that much of a (laughs) much of stamina I like to nurse drinks though that's my thing is that Mm. I will drink a couple of of drinks sure but most Mm -hmm. of the time I've it's lasted me a long time for me just because that's (laughs) what I've always kind of done yeah Um, but for sure learn to drink before you learn to drive <laughs> <laughs> getting back to the point yes safe drinking it is it, try to be proper try to know your limits try mm-hmm. to drink responsibly so this holiday whenever you go to your whatever whoever's house family's house if your families are big drinkers mine are <laughs> um <laughs> or to your friend's house or whatever if there's a bunch of drinking going on just plan ahead you know plan yeah. if there's uber that's an option nowadays especially if you're traveling if you're going to be in yeah. a place where you don't have your car or you if, don't know the place very well yeah, if you don't mm. of course uber like you said is a really really good option yes. because they know the area very well and they're very or lyft Either one of those yeah, works. Yeah, not sponsored. I yeah, I was going to say, we're not sponsored by Uber, so it doesn't really matter which one you choose. We're not sponsored by Lyft either. If they want to sponsor us, then the other one can go fuck off. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say one or the other if one will sponsor us. Come on, Uber. <laughs> anyway, so back to cocktails. Yes, okay, so we got that out of the way. Yes. Be smart, be careful, get your shit together. Yes. Okay. After you got your shit together, you can lose it. Preferably age 10. (laughs) After you've got your shit together, you can go to parties and do whatever the heck you want. But when you go to parties, cocktails are important. So I have, Mm -hmm. I found a couple of different cocktails that I really like. So I'm just going to go through those. I found some Halloween based ones that were kind of cool. Okay, go ahead. So my first one is called Black Magic Margarita. I'm already in love. (laughs) Like this is a drink for me. First of all, you're giving me a margarita. Mm-hmm. That's I. My blood is 50% margarita already. <laughs> I believe Just, it. <laughs> and now you're giving me black magic? Mm-hmm. I mm. know. It's like the best of both worlds. My body is ready. Okay, so um, the directions. You're going to rim two glasses with lime and uh, dip you, it in black sugar. You rim that glass. Rim it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on. All right. Uh, divide your okay put tequila in there and triple sec and lime juice 
and it says between two different glasses. They just gave me a recipe for two glasses. Mm-hmm. But these are the ingredients you're going to use tequila, triple sec, and lime juice. And then... That actually sounds really good. Yeah, just that by yeah. itself. And that's basically the whole recipe. They they give you um, so that it looks like a dark green color, mm-hmm. like black, black and magic. kind of a green, black magic. Yeah. Um, they tell you to use um, black food coloring or to use um, a combination of green, red, and blue and just combine it until it's a good color for you. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that would give everybody really colorful mouths. Make sure you're using the right kind of food coloring, though. Yeah. Yeah, do that. And then um, garnish it with a slice of lime. And it actually looks pretty cool. It's like they're just in tumblers and it has the black rimmed. (laughs) I can't say it now without laughing. The black rimmed uh, sugar. Mm -hmm. And then the inside, it's like a dark, dark Mm -hmm. green liquid. And it has the lime slice on top. And it's just really pretty. It's very aesthetic. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I, I just thought that one was really cool. That was a good start. Thank you. All right. The other <laughs> one is, I've never heard of this before, but I mentioned it to you and you said that you had. So apparently this isn't really a surprise. Okay. Um, but I saw this and I was like, that sounds delicious because mm-hmm. it has um, cotton candy in it. Oh yeah. You and I love cotton candy. So cotton candy shots is what this is. Mm-hmm. And this is super easy and I feel like relatively cheap and would be a, a good kind of party thing to do. So... It basically just says pour the vodka and tonic water into a shot glass and top it with a piece of cotton candy to serve. And all you do is you put the cotton candy, you can either take the cotton candy, dip it in the vodka and water or tonic water Mm -hmm. mixture, and then take the whole shot. Or you can put the cotton candy in your mouth and take the shot and then it dissolves. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Because I like cotton candy. It's a college kind of thing. I bet it is. But I was like, sounds so good. (laughs) Uh, okay, and my last one, specifically for Halloween or fall, mm-hmm. is a bourbon milk punch. Bourbon and milk? Yes. So this is basically like a bourbon shake. Hmm. <laughs> it looked really good. All right. All so right. Um, the directions. You're going to rim two glasses with caramel. <laughs> I know. It won't ever go away. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the rim of your, your glasses uh-huh. uh, some caramel and cinnamon sugar Mm -hmm. and then you're going to set it aside and then in a blender if you have a blender if you don't i don't know i don't know what you can do with this buy a blender yeah buy a blender if you don't have one (laughs) um blend in your ice cream you're going to put in scoops of ice cream Mm -hmm. vanilla ice cream Mm -hmm. um bourbon vanilla extract honey and cinnamon and blend until smooth um pour mixture into a glass and garnish with whipped cream and ground cinnamon that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that I'm lactose intolerant mildly. Really. You could probably do all of that with... Alternative Yes, plant-based. I could use a coconut ice cream. I could use a coconut milk mm-hmm. and a coconut whipped cream yeah. and still use bourbon. Um, Bourbon's vegan. I would probably still actually... I mean, vegetarian. Yeah. Well, vegan. Vegetarian's <laughs> kind of dairy. But um, I would still probably use a vanilla extract, though, because... All of the coconut alternatives with that little bit of spiced vanilla. I think that that would be really nice. And vanilla extract is even an alcohol. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, I've been recently thinking about making my own vanilla extract because literally all it is is soaking your pod, uh, like vanilla Vanilla, beans, and you soak them in vodka. Mm. And it just becomes vanilla extract. And I was like, I could totally do that. I'm here for it. Yeah. 
You're here for all of it. I am. There are some things that I'm not here for. Like what? Donald Trump. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) Neither one of us have to be. I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Hold on. I do respect the presidency, but that doesn't mean I have to respect the person. Sure. And so you can support the system without supporting the people who run the system. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm getting, I'm having drunk thoughts. So. A little too much uh, <laughs> Kentucky whiskey for you. You spiked this. Yes, I did. This was your doing. <laughs> I didn't okay? mean to put that much in If it. I cry, it's your fault. Let's not cry on the podcast. Okay. It'll scare the listeners. <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to move on to Christmas drinks. I found some Christmas ones that sounded really good. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of ironically, all of them are chilled. I would assume so, because most Christmas drinks are normally chilled, with the exception of Fireball. I was about to say, I think, well, I just mean, like, I would expect some hot drinks, because it's winter. Like spiked cocoa? Yeah, or like... That's a common one. A chai latte with Irish cream, or something like that. Anyway, that's Mm -hmm. a great idea, and if you want to take that idea, you can. I will. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, um, the next one for uh, my favorite Christmas... Beverages, cocktails, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them, um, is a winter sangria. I love sangria, so I you was do like, love sangria. "Oh, winter ones? What?" <laughs> sangria is your favorite drink. It is your alcohol of choice. Yeah, it's I remember good. when we were in college, we used to just buy a trough of sangria, a trough, a trough of sangria, and we'd get a cheesecake, and that would be our weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know that it's my drink of choice anymore, but I definitely do love it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in, in college anyway. So tell me about this winter sangria. What winter is that? Winter sangria. So it's one bottle. Again, they do not specify the ounceage. What a butthole. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so one bottle of sweet red wine, uh, one can of sparkling cran apple cider, mm-hmm. two clementines sliced thin with the peels on, one Granny Smith apple cord and diced, one or a half a cup of pomegranates. I'm guessing the little granules or the little seeds. Um, One cup of cranberries sliced in half and rosemary to garnish each glass. That Mm. is unnecessary, the rosemary. So if you don't want to buy it, (laughs) don't do it. Out of everything you just listed, the rosemary is unnecessary? Yeah, the rest of it's fine. (laughs) And it, it just says mix wine, cider, and fruit in a large pitcher. Serve over ice and garnish with rosemary. Hmm. Again, the rosemary is it, unnecessary. <laughs> it's just an expensive thing that people are like, oh, this will look Christmassy with the red and the green. Mm. Stick it in there. It adds no freaking flavor. I don't understand. Bitter much? Sorry. I just don't understand <laughs> telling people to spend more money than they need to. Oh. Especially during the holidays because people spend a lot of money on the holidays. Yes, they do. So, I spend more money on alcohol than I do pretty much anything else. Because my family, we're a big family of drinkers. Mm. We're not like alcoholics. I mean, arguably, we could be alcoholics. Maybe you are. (laughs) Shade. (laughs) Okay. Shade. New new one. So the next one is called Winter Wonderland. Yay. Yay. And um, it is cream of coconut and vanilla vodka is basically what it is. Cream of coconut and vanilla vodka? Yes. That sounds really good. I've yeah. had vanilla vodka before, and vanilla vodka is absolutely delicious. It is really delicious. good. Yeah. There's some flavored vodkas that I like pretty mm-hmm. well. One of my favorites is a cake vodka. Mm. It's my sister good. likes cake vodka, but I, I don't... Eh. I like it because my mom, my mom used to... She went through this phase of, like, making shots, 
mm-hmm. and she made um, a pineapple upside down cake shot using Kate vodka, and she mm. put a cherry in the bottom, and then because that's what pineapple upside down cakes are is the it's like she got a little bit of um, what's it called pineapple juice, uh, a cherry, and then put some of the cake vodka on top of it, and you just take it as a shot, and it was very tasty. Your mom sounds like a partier. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, a winter wonderland. So she said uh, it says to put the cream of coconut and the vanilla vodka into a cocktail shaker filled with ice, and then you just shake it, shake it up, and then put it into a glass, and you're done. Uh, it gives you an option of like um, putting a little bit of honey on the rim of a glass, <laughs> and then <laughs> dipping that in coconut, so it has a coconut rim. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yes, it does. Also, I promote just about anything that's coconut. Coconut milk. I coconut thought you were going to say anything that's rims. That too. I figured. I'm here for it. My God. <laughs> Everything is smooth and you're here for it. Also, just for the listeners, I'm sorry. I'm very sniffly today because I have allergies going on. Tis so the if season. You hear, yeah, tis the season. So if you hear that, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Maybe just fast forward through my sniffles. <laughs> if you can. You probably Meredith. can't. You'll just have to deal with it. <laughs> Meredith, I forgive you. Thank you, but I don't need your forgiveness. I need the listeners okay. forgiveness. Okay, well, <laughs> I shall. <laughs> He's leaving me now. Except not really. He's just stopping on the floor pretending to. <laughs> I came back because I can't live without you. I knew it. Okay, so, all right, so the next and last cocktail that I have is probably my favorite one, and you'll know why in just a moment. It's called the Christmas Coffee Cocktail. Mmm, coffee. Coffee is my favorite. You know, coffee and wine is a big thing. Is it? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. But this does not have wine in it. So tell me about it. Okay, so this one, um, it gives you precise measurements, which is so nice, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So it says four ounces of strong coffee, um, one and a half ounces of amaretto, um, amaretto? Yeah, liqueur, um, one and a half ounces of coffee liqueur, one ounce of butterscotch schnapps, one Mm. ounce of cream de cacao, and then fresh whipped cream on top and garnished with uh, chocolate grated. Mm. So it just Butter, is, butterscotch schnapps yes. is what you said. Mm-hmm. I love schna- um, schnapps. Schnapps. Yeah. It's That's one of those weird words. Schnapps. It's just like, <laughs> wh- who came up with that? I don't know. Somebody Some with a deep accent. Crazy German. Schnapps. Uh, it just says combine the strong coffee and the liquors in a glass and stir to combined. And top with fresh whipped cream, garnished with grated chocolate. So you just basically throw all of those liquids into a jar. <laughs> and then, a fancy moonshine? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that to me just sounds like the best thing mm. ever. So it is something that I'm probably going to end up making. Yes. And it says you can serve it um, warm or iced. Mm. So I might try it just warm. Just like any kind of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it says you can just throw it on top of some ice or you can serve it warm. And like I said, I'd probably mm-hmm. serve it warm. Especially in the wintertime. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my three favorite cocktails, three favorite of each, cocktails of each season. 
from each one. And you could probably find some much cheaper options. Just Google. That's all I did was I, I Google searched or any search engine that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, just search holiday cocktails. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun Halloween ones. I found one that was a zombie. Oh yeah. Like jelly, jelly shots um, yes. in different shapes. Those are really big on Halloween because mm-hmm. you can turn them into like little bats or little skulls or little broomsticks, whatever the case may be. But jelly. Yeah. Uh, jello shots. Jello shots. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My mom used to make those a lot. You know what I've really always wanted to do, but I've never had the opportunity to do it. Tell me and we'll do it. <laughs> I believe you. That's why I'm afraid to tell you. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying she, not to spew. I know. There was like little bits of tea coming out. <laughs> I was trying not to spit tea everywhere, but totally we'll do it. Let's tell me what it is. Okay. So I heard of this thing that people do. People buy a really, really big watermelon and cut a hole on the top. Right. And then <gasps> and empty vodka, vodka into, into the watermelon and let it sit overnight. Dude. I have wanted to do this. For, I'm clapping, by the way. I'm so sorry, guys. I have wanted to do this for so long. So long. I mean, we could probably make that happen. It's still watermelon season. Well, while we're recording, yes, it's still watermelon season. The year is young. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I would totally do that. I'm down. <laughs> We'll just spin. I am so here for this. I don't know if I've ever been the most here for anything, but here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I need to drink more tea. (laughs) Anyway, so the watermelon, it's called a keg. It's a watermelon keg. A keg is full of beer. I know, but it's called like the what I've always heard it as. Oh, is I've just oh. always heard of it as a vodka-soaked watermelon. I've I've just I've when referenced, I've always heard it as a watermelon keg. Probably my favorite reference to that is I was watching this show called Grace and Frankie. It's on Netflix. I love Grace and Frankie. It's so good. But one of my favorite things is um, I think it's Frankie. No, it's Grace. So mm-hmm. she, the one that drinks a lot. Yeah. Okay. So she had a watermelon in the, in the fridge uh-huh. and she just pulls it out and she's not really supposed to be drinking martinis anymore. Uh-huh. So she just like carves a hole into the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a bottle of vodka yes. and just throws yes, it in there. I remember that. I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. She's not, she's not supposed to be drinking martinis. So she'll just eat a watermelon yes. instead. Yeah. She's like, it's still healthy. <laughs> I was like, my God, you're so brilliant. It really, I mean, like, in all honesty, though, it is a really, really fun option. And I would love to try it sometime. I don't know why I haven't. because I, I don't either. All, all, the only thing you need is a watermelon and some vodka. Right. This is not a seasonal thing. I don't really know why we're talking about this. Oh, well, it's something you wanted to try. Yeah. We will try it and we'll tell the listeners how we it goes. We shall. Yes. We might try tequila instead of vodka. Because I feel like tequila would be delicious in watermelon. I feel like a creamed vodka would go great yeah, with watermelon. Yeah, that's true, too. I don't know. We'll decide. We'll go. Maybe it'll be like a cake vodka. Listeners, if we don't come back to the show. We died from was- alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> we got fucked up. <laughs> okay. We got probably wasted. Won't ha- probably won't actually happen. We'll be back. Either to your dismay or joy. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's yeah. True. And maybe they're like, God, I hate these two, but I have to listen to them. 
I don't know why. I just have to know what they say. It's one of those things where, like, you hate them so much that you have to know what they're doing in order to make fun of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they listen to us purely to make fun of us. That's fine. Do I'm it. I'm okay with that. that. It's the exact same reason why I watch uh, Keeping Up With Kardashians. Is Not it really? Because, I don't actually watch it. But the reason... <laughs> <laughs> so, lying is part of the show now, too. I would never lie a day in my life. Until today, I, evidently. I am an angel, okay? To who? <laughs> shade. Yeah, it's shade. shade. That is deliberate shade. <laughs> Most of the time, like, oh, I don't mean it. I mean it this time. It's the drunk Meredith talking. It's, it's, I'm not it's, drunk. It's, we're ready. We're getting to it. Oh, goodness. Anyway, so keeping up with the Kardashians. My mother watches it religiously. My mom used to watch she it. She loves it. She probably still does. Our mothers have a lot in common. They really do. The- <laughs> so funny. We were brought up pretty much very, very similarly. Yeah. But we're still completely different people. Like, for instance, you're an actual woman. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have no idea what to say. Yep, nothing. Thank the liquor. Yeah. Anyway, so... Anyway, keeping up with the Kardashians. Yes. Got it. Okay, so my mom watches it religiously. I don't like them very much. I hate them. I can appreciate the fact that the Kardashians have monetized themselves. The fact of the matter is that they are business people. Northwest... I told you how I felt about this already. North I can't understand why they named their child North and Easton. East and West. West. North and East. I don't. I don't get it. I what just don't. In the world. But see your reaction. That's exactly what they wanted out of people. That was their goal. I take it back. <laughs> because you gave them what they wanted. Yeah, I hate that. I hate myself. But that's just it. I can appreciate that they get what they want. What they want, what they set out to achieve is not what people would admire. But the fact of the matter is they actually are kind of brilliant. Okay, we've given the Kardashians too much airtime, so we're going to move along. <laughs> anyway, so that's where I, that's why I like them. Why I hate them is because of why you hate them. They're just completely ridiculous. Okay. Which is why I don't watch. <laughs> Getting back to the point. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, yeah. Watermelon keg. Watermelon Water- keg. <laughs> uh, so that's all I have. That's all you have? Yeah. Okay. So uh, if that's all you have, then let's move on to our next segment. Brewing something bitter. <laughs> Cue the music. What's really funny is you guys don't know that we, we're not listening to the music. Yeah, so it, we, we literally just like, cue the music and point it up to the air for silence. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I wish we, that we, in real... We, we put the music in after we're, we're finished in the editing process. Yeah. So like... <laughs> it's kind of funny though, because we both know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> But we we are looking like idiots. Yeah. Cue the music. And then like you're waiting, like off in the distance, you see the on air um, light and yeah. all of a sudden you're just like, da, 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 da. And then <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's not what makes me bitter. No, 
I wish, though, that the world just spontaneously gave me music. Wouldn't that be great if life was like an actual musical? It is for me, most of the time. Well, because you're a singer. Well, and I, I sing at everything. Not everybody has a voice That's like tr- you. Is that shade? No. Okay, thank you. That was sweet of you. <laughs> you had to determine if it was a compliment or I not. I just had to figure it out first. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard to tell with you. That's what I strive for. Yeah. Well, you. you do well at it. <laughs> what did you put in this drink? <laughs> just deliciousness is all. It's really good, though. Like, I don't even taste the... What is it? Bourbon? It's whiskey. Whiskey. I don't even taste the whiskey anymore. Mm-hmm. It's... All I taste is tea, <laughs> which is surprising. That is my goal. I've, you're achieving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind of tea. Okay. So, <laughs> now that I am validly tipsy... Yes. Let's talk about boy problems. Okay, what are your boy problems? I am on a dry spell. And when I say that, I mean nobody's been matching with me on Tinder for like two days. Two days? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> for those people who are like, two days, I am on your side. <laughs> You all right? <laughs> Pull it together. I, okay. So I, um, even when I do match with people, it doesn't normally go anywhere, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I've been considering just getting rid of my Tinder because it, it doesn't help any. I'm much more of a people's person. Also, isn't there I, one for gr- like, it's called grinder, right? I wasn't going to discuss my grinder. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I won't mention it again. I've never met anybody off of Grant. No, that's a lie. I have met one person, but it was disappointing and never went anywhere. It was it was just it was not a good experience. I have met one person off of Grinder, but I've never actually used it after that. Like it's just not worth it. But Tinder I thought would be a little bit different. It's also not worth it. Like, I have yet to actually develop a real relationship or a real friendship or a real connection with anybody And I don't Tinder. think that's the point of Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. But in all honesty, I'm a lot better at, like, flirting and things in person. Okay. I'm really not good at it. Via text? Via, t- well, like, Russell just... and I were just having this conversation and we both agreed that we're better at flirting in text. Really? Yes. Because we're like flirty, but we can be flirty via text and then be really awful and awkward in real life. But y'all are like engaged. So no, it's, I mean, we still flirt with each other. That's gross. Mm, or true love. Ew. Yeah. Either way, apparently to you, it's gross. So <laughs> I'm a bitter person. Okay. I know. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about your Tinder troubles. <laughs> yeah. My two day dry spell. <laughs> yeah. Two days. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. You're welcome. I didn't say thank you. What about you? My bitter thing? Yeah, what my, makes you bitter? Yeah, my thing this week is farmer's market. So we have like... The farmer's market yeah, makes you bitter? It does this week. This is a new Meredith. Okay, so the reason is because I went and the farmer's market is just so small. Like we... 
<laughs> and they only have like a couple of things. Like they all have zucchini, they all have onions, they all have tomatoes. But like there's just not a whole a very many around here. So it's just the one and the like one guy that I really wanted to be there because he sells watermelons and cantaloupes and pumpkins. He wasn't there. First world problems. problems. I know, but it's still my problem. <laughs> But you are a very, very healthy person, and I admire that about you. Thank you. You're welcome. But it makes me upset because I can tell. I wish, I wish that there were more <laughs> farmers markets and that there were more local produce grown that mm-hmm. I could go buy, because I would buy so much of it. But mm-hmm. people, people just don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like a thing that they're like, oh, it's too expensive to grow your own crops, and then try to sell them because they don't sell well. I don't know how the. But that, also, it's a seasonal thing. So you're gonna find it is a, lot, a seasonal you're thing. You're gonna find a lot more over the summer than you will over fall and winter. Yes, and in the summer it was kind of big. But I went to when I went to Colorado, like to get um, that tea that I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a huge farmers market. It was massive, mm. and I was just like, I wish we had one of these. So my wish for the Texas area that we're in is that there were more farmers markets yeah. because I love them. And we're in a very agriculturally, agricultural St- stunted area. Agri- I was going to say driven, but I didn't know. Well, I feel agriculturally. like it's because like we're mostly cattle, and like. Um, but we have universities dedicated to agriculture. Sure, but it's like, like what to do with your horses and cows and cattle. It's not like necessarily mm. what to do with your land. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to learn what to do with your horses and cows and cattle. Oh, my. <laughs> come to Texas. Yes. For real. <laughs> well, because, uh, and that's just, I feel, also feel like Texas is probably really hard to grow in. Yeah. Because it, it's such Well, harsh. northern Texas is a lot harder to grow in. Yeah. The further south you go. Well, I don't know, because that's the closer, closer to the equator. So it's like hotter. Was that New Jersey or was that New York? I don't or? know what it was. Move on. I feel like you're still doing it. <laughs> Am I? Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Texas. I don't know why I switched accents. Am I still doing it? I feel no, self-conscious no, now. No, you're good. <laughs> you're, you're normal. Thank you. I just want to be average. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. I just want to be average. I, I like do. that's just the most non-typical, typical way to say normal. Yes, I don't. I don't want to <laughs> stick out. Well, when you went to Connecticut, though, you had your internship for your musical therapy degree. Suck out like a sore yeah. thumb. So, did you try to adapt yourself at all? Not really. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, too, people were. So, something that I told this guy one time is that because he was. He asked me where I was from because I said I was an intern and I wasn't from Connecticut. That's what my supervisor told him. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm from Texas. And he said, oh, you don't have much of an accent. And I said, yeah, it just kind of depends. And he was like, it depends. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he said, you change your accent according to where you are. Yeah, it depends on how sweet your tea is. I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. Because when I'm in Texas and I'm around other Texans and they have like that real draw and they start talking like this a lot. The dip zone. I start talking like that too, and I don't know why. You sound like a southern bale. That's because I am. 
<laughs> but anyway, so when I work with people like that, especially mm-hmm. especially when I was a waitress, mm-hmm. um, I very typically I would say, "Y'all oh. come back now," or <laughs> but it wasn't that strong. Well, you worked in a uh, very traditional Texas cafe. Yeah, it was like a mom and pop thing. Yeah, and a lot of very southern cowboy esque. Mm-hmm people were in there. So I feel, and where I work now too, I work at a nursing home Mm -hmm. and a lot of my older folks, they have very thick accents. Mm. Uh, Most of them do, not all of them though, but, um, and it makes me have an accent. I don't know why, but even when I'm talking to, like I have one lady who is, uh, she speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. And when I talk to her, I start having her accent. So I don't know if maybe (laughs) (laughs) it's an adaptive kind of thing. I just start to speak like whoever I'm by and they're just like, but I have offended people doing that before, and I don't mean to. <laughs> well, it's 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 part of trying to break the language barrier. I guess. Like whenever you're trying, whenever I'm trying you're to talking, make them feel more comfortable. Yeah, you're meeting them halfway is yeah. technically what you're doing. Some people don't like that, but I mean that's when that's, in reality, apparently, it makes them feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> that's what the intention is. You're yeah. trying to meet them halfway. Right. Anyway, that's my bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer's market's not being big enough. Farmer's market. First world problems. All right. Alex. Yes. What's sweet this week? (laughs) (laughs) We both pointed up to the sky. (laughs) It's like, we can hear the guitar. I can hear the guitar string in my... Because that one's an easier thing to hear in my head. Yeah. My um, little guitar riff. For sure. Anyway, what's sweet this week? Yeah. Okay, so I have stumbled across a uh, something that really just butters my muffin. Okay, it's. Would you like someone assigned to butter your muffin? <laughs> if you're from Africa, why are you white? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. All right. Okay, so I stumbled across a video on YouTube. It is called Movie Accent Expert Breaks Down 28 More Actors' Accents. My God, that's a hard thing to say. <laughs> well done, not you. You did that on your first try. I know. I didn't edit that. People, I, I will tell you if I edit myself, but I did not edit that one. And yeah. I've had um, about just as much all of this drink. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the accent expert, his name is Eric Singer. I've never heard of him before, but apparently he's a counselor on a counselor for actors mm-hmm. whenever they take a role that is supposed to be done in an accent. Okay. So he's a dialect coach is technically what he is. Yeah. Now he breaks down whenever it says, uh, breaks down 28 more actors accents. He actually listens to their performance in the movie and he breaks down if they're good, if they're bad, what are the kind of things that they could do to change and just the way he speaks about it, the, his knowledge on how, cause I've always wanted to do audio work. I've always wanted to be a book narrator. I've always wanted to do radio shows and podcasts and you know, things of this nature. Dreams come true. They do. <laughs> I'm working on it, okay? The people of the world will understand. People. (laughs) Um, So his name is Eric Singer, as I said, and he has multiple videos on YouTube of him breaking down different accents. Hmm. And he talks about how certain cultures have certain 
uh, accentuations and the way that they speak. Right. Like, you were telling me like the difference between Italian and Spanish. Yeah. The difference between Italian and Spanish, uh, <laughs> spinach, <laughs> Italians and spinach. There's a lot of difference between Italians and spinach. <laughs> also the difference between the Spanish of a native Mexican and the Spanish of a native Spaniard. Yeah. Somebody from Mexico, somebody from Spain, the differences right. between the two. And he, he, He's so brilliant and he's able to explain it and show it and express it in so many different ways. It really is. It, it's also, he's beautiful. So that helps. That helps, doesn't it? <laughs> I figured there was a, another little. Well, it's technically because he's in the same field that I myself am trying to work on. Right. So I also have taken vocal lessons. I also have taken dialect uh, classes, things like this. So it's in the, he, not only is he in the same field, but he's an expert in the field. And he's able to explain himself beautifully. And it really inspires me for the kind of work that I want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't believe I just now discovered him. Yeah, that's because really cool. Because it's been all this time, and I just now stumbled. I just so happy. Because, you know, when you're um, laying down in the middle of the night, and it's like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, and you can't sleep, and you're just watching videos on YouTube? Yes, I do. That's where I found him. I did that last night. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You I did. You did. You told me about that. Mm-hmm. But we won't go into that right now. No. No. Anyway, his name is Eric Singer. You can find him on YouTube. Um, all, you, all I did was... Um, scroll through different accent videos and I came across him but this video was uploaded on a channel called Wired it has 2.6 million subscribers so I'm mm. assuming that it's some sort of publication or broadcasting Probably. network of some sort Right. but um, just look up Eric Singer and mm-hmm. you should be able to find him excellent Eric Singer yes ma'am okay he's not a singer he's a diction person I don't know if he's a singer. I would like to know if he's a singer because a lot of singers do study voice and diction and accents and things. Yeah. Like the indie girl voice. Mm-hmm. None of those singers actually speak like that. And if they do, I'm sorry. Maybe they do. You don't know. They don't. Okay. So um, anyway, <laughs> my uh, Eric Singer, you're good mm-hmm. with him? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my suite this week is um, I've been delving into the land of adaptogens. 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 So it's um, the one that I have found. There's a couple of them. And the main one that I found is called ashwagandha. Oh, yes. I was, I I remember you telling me a little bit about this. Yes. So I found these little capsules and it says, um, it's just ashwagandha. I found them on Nature's Way. And these ones specifically that I found that I am using uh, are vegan friendly. So if you're vegan Mm -hmm. and that's important to you, that there's that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I got them from natural grocers, which is kind of not, I don't think it's a local thing, but it's like Mm -hmm. in our region. I don't think they're everywhere, Mm -mm. but anyway, ashwagandha, it's like main thing is that it reduces stress Mm. and yeah, it's just, it's for me, it has helped me a lot with this past week. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of was just taking it to try it out. And if I knew I would have a stressful day, I would just take one in the morning and I have noticeably felt myself to be Mm. calmer. Nice. Uh, so for me, this it, I don't know that it would work for everybody. Mm. It's I think everybody's body's chemistry is different. Yeah. Um, I know this is also supposed to be really good for your immune system as well. Uh, but lowering your stress levels can be good for a lot of things, just in general. So, ashwagandha. That's my sweet this week. 
that Yours I found. Yours is so short and sweet and yeah, simple compared welcome. to mine. Mm-hmm. I'm over here. Talking on and on and on and on. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> my, my, I was talking about how I've been having this two-day dry spell on Tinder. Two-day dry spell and then how you love <laughs> Eric Singer. Singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my suite. That's, we're all um, good for this week. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and of course everything in between, if you would like to give us your input, if you'd like to share stories about your cocktails, about um, anything and everything relating to the topic, you are more than welcome to get a hold of us. All of our contact information will be in the description, as it always is. Please give us a like, a follow, a subscription. Let us know what you think. And if that's it, then we will see you next time. Beautiful farewells, everybody. Bye. Peace.